Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. My name is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas. And ladies and gentlemen, please allow me to tell you right off the bat that there is no doubt in anybody's mind that indeed the Dallas Cowboys got exactly what they deserved. Let me say that one more time because you know it's true. The Dallas Cowboys got exactly what they deserved. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Seeing just how shitty the Dallas Cowboys played against the San Francisco 49ers, it is the ultimate justified, solidified reason to understand that it's no exaggeration when I say the Dallas Cowboys got exactly what they deserved. Now, unfortunately, the regret for this episode, I was really hoping to do this with my good buddy, Mr. Matt Gwynn, who formerly was my boss when I was working at Domino's, and God bless Matt, he's been with me throughout the years. When I first started the show, he was all for it, he was supporting me, and he's going to continue to do it. Unfortunately, because our schedules, you know, kind of conflict, you know, he's working too. You know, and for those of you that don't know, last week I started my uh, job as a bar back at Twin Peaks, so... You know, things have just been brutal in that job. I got to tell y'all, for those of you that sent out your love and support and the congratulations on that job, and for those of you that sent me the birthday wishes, I truly appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. I got to be honest with you, working as a bar back is brutal because you work so hard and you, and you, you basically get almost very little to no reward for it. The tips, man, you know, the, uh, the, the, the percentage, the, the portion of the tips... Man, it's absolutely nothing, but I gotta say, if I'm not getting good, if I'm not making good out of it, huh, just, just imagine what the bartenders are going through. So anyway, so yeah, I was actually working that, I was actually working uh, when this game was going on, so it was extremely difficult for me to pay attention to everything that was going on in the game. Now, honestly, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll be honest, you know, one of the managers, you know, came up to me and said, Hey Alex, just so you know, I know that you got a show with the Dallas Cowboys, so if you are looking to do, you know, to prepare as part of the show, I understand, but try not to get too distracted. So, but basically what the man, one of the managers was telling me, and, and bless his heart, you know, he was basically saying he understood that, you know, I have this show and everything. He said he didn't mind me watching a, a couple of, a couple of plays for maybe up to like 30 to 45 seconds at a time, but uh, if I stayed out there glued to the TV, yeah, that would have been extremely bad considering I was one of the barbacks, you know, taking care of the entire place, so... You know, at first, you know, at first things th- seemed to go a bit smooth, a little bit rough, but but you know, somewhat smooth. But you know, the finish overall, you know, because I knew that the Dallas Cowboys would would just be in for one hell of a day. You know, dealing with a dealing with a tough defense and a, and a tough offense. I mean, San Francisco arguably coming in this game with the best offense and defense in the league. I mean, right now. San Francisco has no reason not to go to the Super Bowl. And furthermore, San Francisco really has no reason not to win the Super Bowl. Now, in my case, San Francisco winning the Super Bowl would only make a third team with six titles because the Cowboys are still stuck at five. But, uh, you know, when a team is as good as they are when it comes to San Francisco, you have basically, whether, you, whether you're a Cowboy fan, whether you love the LA Rams, the Seattle Seahawks, you know, any, any team that has a long historic rivalry with the San Francisco 49ers, you know, really at the end of the day, you can't deny the fact that this team is good and you have to respect it. Now, honestly, some of you out there, I know that there's Rams fans out there 
uh, that listen to this show. And I know there's a lot of uh, Cowboy fans. You know, they're going to say, yeah, I'm totally not respecting uh, the 49ers. And, uh, well, you know what? It is what it is. San Francisco is a good team, whether we like it or not. I mean, it's no surprise that George Kittle had a massive game. I mean, we, we saw that huge catch that he made. I mean... You know, Debo Samuel, you know, didn't uh, didn't do you know, as, as much damage as, as he did last year. But, um, you know, George Kittle, five catches for 95 yards. You know, we'll never forget that that, spe- that spectacular catch as well. You know, and honestly, overall, as far as the Dallas Cowboys go, you know, the, the Cowboys' defense, you know, despite some, uh, some uh, penalties that really were uh, momentum kills and uh, sometimes getting torched, I mean, the Cowboys' defense did everything they could to the best of their ability. But with the offense just not providing any breathing room, any support, you know, very little support, I mean, that's that was the downfall. I mean, the score speaks within itself. The Cowboys lost 19-12. to But let me tell you something right now, okay? The and I wrote and I wrote this in my recap with Third Down Thursday. Shout out to Third Down Thursday. Shout out to MJ Hurley. Shout out to Coach Bruce. And shout out to all my Third Down Thursday colleagues. You know, I wrote in the article and I made it very specifically clear. We y'all should look at the title. I said another season-ending embarrassing uh, and uh, another embarrassing season-ending scenario for the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Because quite frankly, it, it, it is embarrassing. So actually, my title my, my title was another season a season ending embarrassment for the Dallas Cowboys. Because quite frankly, it was an embarrassment. Okay, Dak Prescott twenty three for thirty seven for just two hundred and six yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. I mean, the, the multi interceptions that he had all season. That speaks for itself. And Dak Prescott actually said, you know made a statement said, well I shouldn't say, I, sh- I shouldn't say that he said. Honestly, I should say he vowed it would never happen again. Dak Prescott has vowed that the interception problem that he had this season is never going to happen again. Now, do I believe Dak Prescott? I mean, right now, at the end of the right now, honestly, I don't believe I I, I don't want to believe anything that Dak Prescott says. I don't want to believe anything that Ezekiel Elliott says. Or Jerry Jones, of course. I mean, you know, Mike McCarthy, whatever. I mean, because right now, this is all out of just pure frustration. Because how long, uh, how much longer is this going to go on? I mean, now it's been 27 years since the Dallas Cowboys last won a title. 27 goddamn years, okay? And since 1997, the Cowboys are 0-7 in the divisional round in the playoffs. (laughs) And... To add even further humiliation, and this really adds salt to that deep open wound that is very painful, the Cowboys losing to San Francisco for the second consecutive season, that, ladies and gentlemen, is nothing but another bad image on the history of the Dallas Cowboys. And when I say with conviction how the Cowboys had their ch- had so many chances to put this game in their favor, they did not get the damn job done. They did not get the damn job done. Because the offense was just so badly inconsistent. The running game was dead. The passing game produced very little to almost nothing. I mean, CeeDee Lamb had 10 catches for 117 yards. So now I'm really exaggerating when I said the passing game did nothing. The passing game did little. Okay? And Dak Prescott throwing two interceptions? That was costly. And you want to talk about something being costly? Tony Pollard suffered an injury and his loss was huge. And, you, and once again, the play calling. I mean, for God's sake. I mean, 
just how last season, how the final se- the, the final offensive play of the, of the season for the Cowboys had to be embarrassing enough. It had to end on on, on, a, on a on a similar note. On a similar note, the final play of the season. What in the blue hell was that, Kellen Moore? What in the blue hell was that? And speaking of Kellen Moore, for one, from what I understand, he interviewed for the head coaching job for the Carolina Panthers. But effective today, it turns out that the Carolina Panthers have decided to, to hire former Colts head coach Frank Reich. And as a matter of fact, I should announce that Dan Quinn has announced that he is returning to, returning to the Dallas Cowboys. From what I understand, Dan Quinn actually interviewed, uh, I know he interviewed with the Denver Broncos and the Arizona Cardinals for the head coaching job. But, you know, and, and honestly, I really felt that this time Dan Quinn was actually going to take the job elsewhere. Because, but honestly, I'm happy that Dan Quinn's coming back because Dan Quinn has my respect. Dan Quinn has been doing a good job. But somehow I felt that because he knows he's doing a good job and the opportunities out there are flooding in, I would imagine if next season, if the Dallas Cowboys' defense did very well again, that this time, of course, the opportunities are going to be even bigger. And I would imagine if the Cowboys didn't make the playoffs or just crap the bet again in the, in the first round of the playoffs, that Dan Quinn would basically leave town in a hurry. And if that were the case, quite frankly, I would not blame him. I would not blame him at all. <sighs> anyway... So, so looking back, you know, seeing a couple of plays, I mean, I'm telling you, the offensive play calling me, so right now, honestly, that means that we're stuck with Kellen Moore for at least another season. I mean, that, well, that's, uh, well, that's great, right? Of course, I'm saying that sarcastically because it's not good news, okay? Kellen Moore has to go. He has to go. But, of course, the question is, if Kellen Moore is gone, who becomes who becomes offensive coordinator? And the truth is, I do not know, but I know damn well that there are other worthy candidates out there that are more than capable of living up to standards of taking this job. Okay? So we all know for sure by now. Right now, I think it's clear. Mike McCarthy's not going anywhere. Kellen Moore is not going anywhere. Now, the Dallas Cowboys did actually fire, I believe, five assistants. Okay? Five assistants were fired. Out of this whole thing. Now, I don't even know how what, what good that does. Okay? I don't even know what good that does. I mean, you know, out of everything, you know, you know, po- out of the post, you know, elimination, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, apparently, it, w- it was reporting that he desires, he's desiring to stay with the Dallas Cowboys, and reportedly, he's willing to take a pay cut to, to, to stick to the Dallas Cowboys. You know, honestly, you know, I spoke, but you know, I, I spoke with several people. You know, I, some people are really convinced at this point it's time for the Dallas Cowboys to move on from Ezekiel Elliott. Now, if we move on from Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, the question is, who, you know, what, what do we do about it? Because at least twenty starting players are set to become free agents. One of two of those would be Dalton Schultz, and the other would be Tony Pollard. Okay. So, Reno, honestly, the fact that Ezekiel Elliott is reportedly willing to take a pay cut to stay in Dallas, now, the fact that he's, he's even willing to take a pay cut, well, that's the surprise right there, okay? But right now, honestly, I think by now, I'm way beyond the point to say that I've lost my religion with Ezekiel Elliott, okay? But right now, honestly, I think it's safe because so many players are, will, are, are about to become free agents. I think that the Dallas Cowboys will actually part ways with numerous key players. I don't think Dalton Schultz is staying with the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think Tony Pollard is going to stay. If I, if, if I were to take a bet, it wouldn't surprise me if Dalton Schultz actually signed elsewhere. I mean, honestly. And, and I wouldn't even be surprised if it was immediately. 
Now, some have insisted that the Dallas Cowboys would probably use their franchise tag on Tony Pollard. Now, I think I believe this particular season, Dalton Schultz was on the franchise tag, and even if the I mean even if the Cowboys could do it again with Schultz, if I know Schultz well, okay, Dalton Schultz is not gonna be is not gonna is not gonna accept that. Dalton Schultz has earned, okay, he has earned his payday. Dalton Schultz deserves to be paid. Now, where could Dalton Schultz go? I mean, really, I don't know. I, I mean, wouldn't be surprised if you ended up going to the, to the Denver Broncos. And speaking of the, of the Denver Broncos, you know, it's interesting that Nathaniel Hackett was just uh, hired as the uh, offensive coordinator for the New York Jets. And from what I understand, according to MJ Hurley, Sean Payton actually had a very, very good interview with, with the Denver Broncos organization. So I really honestly believe that Sean Payton is about to become the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Now, as far as Sean Payton becoming the Dallas head coach, you know, after this season, whether the Dallas Cowboys were like the worst team in the league, didn't make the playoffs, even if, if Mike McCarthy had been fired, honestly, I've said this before and I'll say it again. There's no way that Sean Payton would have become the Dallas Cowboys head coach, and here's why. Sean Payton is not, I repeat, he is not a yes man. And from what we understand, the, for the last, you know, for so long, Jerry Jones has hired coaches that he knows will do as he, t- as he tells them to do. Sean Payton is not that kind of guy. Okay, that's the problem. That's one of the many problems with the Dallas Cowboys. They need to get a coach that is that is basically willing to stand up to, to Jerry Jones. But the problem is, Jerry Jones controls everything. Jerry Jones controls everything. He's the GM, the president, the CEO, the owner, whatever. Basically, when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones is basically God. Basically, no. No, Jerry Jones definitely is God when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys as far as control and everything. Jerry Jones has control over everything. He has pretty much say so. Okay? So we and we all know the situation going to that. So we talk about Ezekiel Elliott's future. I mean, right now Ezekiel Elliott's future is not really basically, you know, what's interesting. I mean, right now I'm honestly thinking Dak Prescott's future because Dak Prescott is now two seasons in after signing that massive contract, which to remind everybody, I was not in favor for. Signing Dak Prescott to that massive contract, I was not a fan of it from day one. I told, I warned everybody that if Dak Prescott does not live up to expectations, does not get, lead the Cowboys to deep playoff runs, okay, and puts up the best numbers, it's gonna be basically it's gonna be bad, okay, and that's exactly what has happened. All the interceptions this season, okay, the you know the offense, the offense just not being as good as as it should be. Now part of that is on Kellen Moore, all right. But now with Dak Prescott, you know, basically how horrible he was in that playoff game against San Francisco, you know, the fact that we signed him that massive deal, we're stuck with Dak Prescott. Now, I don't know how much I don't know how much longer that this current deal has, but I know that it's going to feel like it's forever. And to remind everybody, I was not in favor of it, okay? And Dak Prescott has proved one thing and one thing only in the last two years ever since he signed that contract, okay? Dallas Dak Prescott has proved that he is overrated, okay? Dak Prescott is overrated, okay? You can hate me for saying that, but you know it's true, okay? Now, the failures are not just on on Dak Prescott. It's not just on him, okay? But him being paid all that money and we're not getting the results that we the, the results that we're looking for. I mean, that's unacceptable, okay? That can't go that that cannot go unnoticed. I mean, come on, wake up, people. Wake up. Okay? Dak Prescott has been here for a, for many years, okay? 
You know, he's been to the division. He's been to the divisional playoffs three times. And he, he he's he's zero three in 2016, 2018, and now 2022. Now he's two and three in the playoffs. I'll give him that. But overall, it's not good. It is not good. But it's again, it's not just on him. Right now, a lot of a lot of changes have to be made, and I could go, I could sit here and talk all day, basically about all, all these changes. But at the end of the day, I'm just wasting my breath because we all know the Dallas Cowboys aren't gonna do it. Okay. Look, y'all, you, everybody knows how critical I am of Dak Prescott. Okay, but you can't say that I'm exaggerating when I say that he's overrated. We've seen. Okay, if you've paid attention, you know I'm telling the truth. Okay, honestly. Like you just if you just expect me to sit here and just make excuse after excuse after excuse for Dak Prescott, no. The dude's overrated, okay? Sorry, not sorry. I'm not sorry for saying that because it's the truth. Okay? Until until he proves me wrong, well then that's the way it is. Okay? Because un- until Dak Prescott can prove to me that he is elite, then it, that that's the way it it's going to be. Okay? And right now at this point, I don't think he is going to prove it. You know, at this point of his career, you know, he, I'm not sure, you know, I think, you know, by now, you know, he'll be 30, uh, 30 years old this year, I believe, okay? You know, he'll be 30 years old by the time next season, next season, you know, commences. Right now, I'm not convinced of anything. I'm not, I, I don't even have any, I don't even have any ex- expectations. Moving forward, you know, as far as expectations go for the Dallas Cowboys, that died a long time ago. That died after the twenty. That died after the two thousand nineteen season. Okay, honestly, it should have died even even long before that. It probably should have died after the Cowboys went eight and eight for three straight years. You know what? Yeah. So it did briefly die, but then uh, then after that, I started having a little bit of faith again. But then I had, to, I had to be dropped right back to that dark place. So moving, yeah. So that that so I have no expectations. I'm not expecting any miracles from the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not expecting any miracles from Dak Prescott. I mean, right now, I'm not expecting anything. Whatever the Dallas Cowboys do moving forward, I will believe it when I see it. Okay, if the Dallas Cowboys somehow make the NFC Championship next year, which I really doubt is going to happen, honestly, I seriously doubt it at all. Okay, I'll believe it when I see it, because right now the Dallas Cowboys have not won a Super Bowl in 27 years. Okay, that is embarrassing. Okay, and the fact that they could have won this game against San Francisco and they failed to get the job done in an embarrassing and frustrating manner, that is already painful enough. I mean, it affects me as well, okay? So, really, it, I, I'm basically, I'm justified to what I say. I'm not, ex- I'm not setting forward any expectations on the Dallas Cowboys moving, for, moving forward, okay? I could sit here and say my own personal expectations, but at the end of the day, why waste my breath? It's pointless. It's absolutely pointless. So, whatever the Dallas Cowboys do this offseason, during the draft, during free agency, whatever, I might do a couple. I might say things that they should do, but at the end of the day, I'm not gonna expect any miracles. Okay, as far as expecting miracles from the Dallas Cowboys, that that ship has, that ship sailed a long time ago, especially with me. So right now, I'm just gonna sit back in my chair, keep an eye out. Whatever happens, happens, and I will believe it when I see it because that's the only thing I can do. Zeke Elliott leaving the team. I'll believe that when I see it. But speaking of Zeke Elliott and Dak Prescott, here's one of the here's one of the objectives that the Dallas Cowboys should do this offseason. They need to restructure those contracts. Okay? So if Zeke Elliott is willing to take a pay cut, then that means that he has absolutely no problem whatsoever sitting down and restructuring his contract because he knows he's got to do what's best for business, and that includes for his teammates and for the organization as a whole. <coughs> 
Dak Prescott needs to do the same thing. Now, all these, I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if Mike, if Michael, I think Michael Gallup should do the exact same thing as well. Okay. Michael Gallup got his massive payday last offseason. He was still recovering from a torn ACL he suffered in the first round last year. Okay, Michael Gallup needs to re- needs to restructure restructure his contract. Honestly, every player on the team right now that has a that has a massive expensive contract, they need to do the right thing. They gotta do they, they gotta prove that they care about the future and the well being of this team. They need to sit down and say, "Let's restructure my contract." Okay, that's what needs to be done. But honestly, I think the Dallas Cowboys are not in for a pleasant offseason. But again, in my case, whatever happens, I'm just, I'm just going to sit there and wait for it to happen. I don't think Tony Pollard is going to stay. I don't think Dalton Schultz is going to stay. I can't, you know, I'd imagine at least 20 players that we from this season are all going to move on to other teams. I mean, sometimes I even think, can you can you really honestly blame them? Because there's, I mean, I mean, I mean now the argument is that the Dallas Cowboys wasted Ezekiel Elliott. Now, that, that certainly might be the case, but then again, Zeke Elliott's one who demanded that massive contract, you know, before the 2019 season, so, hey, if that's the case, Zeke Elliott, Zeke Elliott needs to, uh, needs to basically understand that, hey, he wanted the contract, he signed the contract, so, hey, he made the decision, so, so, you know, honestly, I, I would imagine, so, if, if the Cowboys do move on from Ezekiel Elliott, you know, I'll never, I'll never forget. Like somebody actually strongly insisted. So if that's the case, if the Cowboys move on from Zeke Elliott, then the Dallas Cowboys could be drafting Bijan Robinson in the first round of the NFL draft. Of course, Bijan Robinson, the Texas Longhorn uh, running back. I mean, if that was the, if that were the case, I wouldn't be surprised. But then again, drafting a running back in the first round. I mean, running backs don't really last very long in this league anyway. So I would not expect the Dallas Cowboys to actually take a running back in the first round. If they did, then. Fine, I give it four years, but uh, yeah, we all know that in the NFL, uh, running backs are not going to last very long in the league anyway. So it's unfortunate that the Cowboys, you know, had to end the way it did. But again, it's it's this is on them. The Cowboys did this to themselves. They got exactly what they deserved. So you know, they have to take the blame for it. Okay, they have to learn. They better learn from it. So that's why I, I can honestly say with such conviction. The Dallas Cowboys did indeed get got what they deserved, and if they want to do something about it, that is going to be on them. Okay, if they want to right the wrongs, they got to do it on the gridiron. Okay, they got to they, they got to get it together to this off season and the, the 2023. You know, you know, they they got to do it on, on the field. But honestly, like I said already, I'm not expecting any miracles. And honestly. What and honestly, I'm just gonna sit there and you know whatever happens, I'll just speak my mind on this show, and that's all I gotta say. Ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys Talk is available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank y'all very very much for joining me today, and I will see y'all next time.